0: Hello and welcome everybody to today's news tonight, episode 182, while wow, time sure does fly. This is, of course, the weeknight news show where we're joined by special guests, our lovely patrons, and our amazing YouTube audience to discuss the day's gaming news. I'll be your host for today, Ash Paulson, and I'm joined by my good friend and GVG co-founder Derek Bittner and friend of GVG and overall internet good guy and gaming content creator Naveed Mohabi. How's it going, Naveed?
1: Going well. How are you guys? Thanks for having me on once again. Of course. We're great. A- actually, We're happy to have you back, man. There's something
2: important here, Ash, that you'll really enjoy about Naveed rec- uh, <laughs> uh, recently. Oh, well, I is... already enjoy him. So oh, yeah. Well, he, yeah. he is going through his backlog, and guess what he's a lot playing currently? Of a
0: lot of it. Uh-oh. Uh,
2: Mega Man something? Mega Man Legends. Yep.
1: Hell yes. Is, is it So it's your first time it? playing it? first time. Oh, dude. I miss I miss so much of the PS1 library. Like, I have. Mm-hmm. I, I've been collecting a ton of PS1 stuff over the years, but I just haven't been able to go back to it until recently because I um, actually just a few months ago got in uh, the Polymega, which you guys actually talked about on the show right. a couple months back with the with the N64 module. So I, I actually had, had that pre- pre-ordered and I got that in and have been playing a bunch of stuff. I beat Symphony of the Night for the first time oh god so good vagrant story You're, uh, i just beat. i still need to
2: play vagrant story dude
0: so yeah. you basically have like this just treasure trove of ps1 era games to like yeah. discover and enjoy for the first time
1: yep uh i oh, mean like also also like so a bunch cool. of other stuff like saturn and other other things like that but yeah like mega oh, man legends man. i'm playing right now because i saw it's like okay this is a nice short game i've always wanted to play it uh it's really fun so far. I've I'm like an hour and a half in, 2 hours. I just beat um the first time you fight. I don't know if it's oh, like the only oh, time or the last time. Oh, you but.
2: protected the mayor's place. Yeah, right. I,
1: I fought. Okay.
2: Tron. Yeah, Tr- Tron uh-huh. and Bond. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. Mega Man! Yeah, oh man.
0: I just... How charming is is that game so it far? Looks it looks so it just,
2: good, right? too. Like, it is, I still think it is one of the best-looking PS1 games. It holds it up is. so well compared 100%. to everything else in the system.
0: The art style. It, really, is it looks... Great. Yeah, it's like a playable anime. It looks like you're mm-hmm. playing an anime, essentially. And the voice acting is so charming. It was really ahead of its time, I, I think, in terms of voice casting and... Just writing in the overall feel, the the cutscene direction—it just felt like a game ahead of its time. And man, I love it. I love it.
1: I can feel like some some of the jankiness of the of the PS1 era stuff, but like it it also makes me go back. I think Derek was kind of alluding to this on on Twitter or something. But man, thinking about Mega Man Legends three, and and like Mm. if I go to Mega Man Legends two and play that, and thinking about how that
2: I, I. I can't recommend Legends 2 enough. Like I I Yeah. I have I, yeah. I think so I'll be able to play it. Legends 1 is is good, but I I do think I prefer Legends 2 because it improves mm-hmm. on a lot mm-hmm. of things and it the does. story It does. The story ramps up because up until basically up until the end of the game, there's not much story to Legends. It's sort of mostly dealing with the bonds, which yeah, they're fantastic. Right. But uh, it, Mega Man Legends 2 is when it really like get a sense of the overall plot and where it's going and it's, yeah. it's really good stuff I just, I'm just, i just sad that my favorite character is Teasel and I will never you know even if Legends 3 comes back it will have to be a different a- actor.
0: Oh it would have to be because of yeah, what that actor uh, unfortunately yeah. got involved in that's bad vibes all around.
2: I don't think you've met T- uh, Teasel yet uh, an hour and a half
1: in I haven't. I've oh. just seen him uh it's Teasel Bond, right? Like yes. the other Teasel yeah, Bond, yeah. I, I, I saw Blue him boy the, uh, <laughs> I saw him in the ori- in the opening like uh menu cutscene or whatever, 'cause there's a there's a cutscene that plays before you even start the game. Mm-hmm. If you just sit on the menu. So I did get to see him there, but not okay. in the actual game yet. Uh you, yeah. you are
0: in for an amazing cast of characters that you're about to meet. And oh, and yeah. Derek's right, like the, the most of the lore comes in toward the end of Legends One and, and then is really mm-hmm expanded on Legends 2, but I still think Legends 1 has one of the best cliffhanger endings ever. Like, I remember when I first oh, meeting it and yeah. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> what's even going on here? So, dude, I'm so happy yeah. for you. And One like, of the best so cliffhanger endings story.
2: because you have a follow-up. You would also say that about Legends 2 if we had a follow-up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> right. But so yeah, you were saying Vagrant Story, there's also like Parasite Eve, Brave I, Fencer I Musashi, Xenogears. Okay.
1: Parasite Eve was one that I played like two years ago or, so, or last year. Okay, nice. I, cool. I didn't wait to play that one. So I did play that. But yeah, like Brave Fencer Musashi I have, I haven't played it. Um Xeno Gear, did you mention that? Yeah. Like that's one yeah, Xeno Gears.
0: Yeah. Chrono Cross, if you if you've already yeah. played Chrono Trigger. Yeah, like, one. oh man, me. I'm so I'm so excited for you, man. You're gonna have so much fun <laughs> discovering all these games. It's it's basically um, all I've
1: been doing for the beginning of the year this year. I mean, there's not been a lot of new stuff coming out, so I've just been I've been yeah. focusing on old games. It's a right, good time
2: right. to do it before all the crazy stuff
0: comes out.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. And
0: speaking. Speaking of of not a lot of new stuff coming out, there also hasn't been a lot of news stuff coming out. As you may have seen in the thumbnail,
2: Uh,
0: this is going to be kind of it's kind of like halfway between a slow news day and a regular news day. So this is going to be a bit more freewheeling, casual. You know, we are going to hit some topics today, but I don't think we'll have too much to say about. Think of it like Monday stream
2: where we're just sort of going through the topics, talking about it, but it's like it is what it is. Um, Right, right.
0: That's Um, Derek. Oh wait. Are you going to oh.
2: refer to it? Actually, you were about to pull off the... I think... Good man. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. So you have a question from yeah. neoxen in the YouTube chat about a review you just did. You just reviewed Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection right here on the channel. You should go check it out if you haven't. But neoxen has a, co- a question for you. Does the Uncharted Collection have gyro aiming as an option like The Last of Us Part 2?
2: No, it does not. I, I, didn't look it. I didn't look in the controls, but... Uh, trust me, Sony was very thorough about here are the new things. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. And uh, they're like... Uh, and with them being so like, you got to have topic... Uh, copy provided. You got to have, say, whether it's in fidelity or performance mode. Like, trust me, they would be th- saying whether you're doing gyro aiming or not. So, no, no gyro aiming in this one. But, uh, that I mean, still, still fun. I mean, game's hold up incredibly well. Like I actually, it was, it was interesting going through there because it was, I was reaching that point of like, you know how you play some games and then there's the conversation about it happens and you're kind of like, and it's been a few years and you're like, was it as good as I remember? Maybe I was just misremembering. Uh-huh. I was just caught up in the hype at the time, but no replaying uncharted 4 I'm Like this is good. This is really good. My second favorite in the series. And it was great okay. actually getting the chance to experience lost legacy for the first time.
0: Lost Legacy is really good. I I I really like that game. And Uncharted 4, I want to revisit it because I I think it's still my second favorite in the series, but I remember having some major pacing issues and some narrative issues with it when I first played it. I still really liked it, but there were some things I had Here's the crazy thing.
2: I didn't feel the pacing issues this time.
0: Really? Okay. Good, good. Good to hear.
2: I didn't play... I'll I'll, I'll say this. Because I played Uncharted 4 before... I didn't fi- actually sure. finish it, but I got to, you know, more than halfway done with the game. So, but that gotcha, first half, gotcha. unless the second half is what you're thinking of as far as pacing issues. um,
0: It was prob- probably a little bit more like in the middle of the game, kind of like middle to second half, I guess. Okay, Ish. Yeah. But, but it's been several years, right? So right, I, I right. can't say for sure. I'd have to go back and play it again. Uh, but I, I hope I get a chance to because these are games I'd like to revisit, you know, remastered. Mm-hmm uh but you know uh, as we know we've been dollars for people, the upgrade all, which is not that bad which that I mean, not not that bad it's great that's <laughs> fantastic yeah. actually so
1: this would be a good time for me to get into it because i actually never got a chance to play those ps4 uncharted games oh nice
0: oh you should uh, yeah they're great yeah. Um, well, speaking of backlogs, actually, we do have a super chat from rock draw for five Australian dollars. Thank you very much. Saying, speaking of backlogs, been adulting for the past five years, I'm finally going to play Zelda Breath of the Wild. Any tips? And, uh, I do, uh, I I agree with, what. yeah, go ahead, Derek.
2: Oh, I, I don't, I didn't, I missed the actual tip. Uh, oh yeah. For Snoopy's tip. Yeah. That's a, that's a good way to, that's a good tip. Uh, I'm sure you'll go over it. Um, Turn off, uh, go into the options, turn off the UI, go to the less informative Mm -hmm. UI. Uh, It's less invasive, Mm -hmm. and you can just really explore. I played the entire game with the UI, you know, basically turned off and found everything. Had no issue. We just got the chance to sit back, enjoy, find it on my own. There are helps, there are things that help, but I didn't need it. I, I played through the entire game without needing all that extra stuff that was always on the screen.
1: I got it. Yeah. As well, and and okay, I would also, Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, please. I, I, don't, I don't know if I didn't see the other tip, but um, I would say sometimes a lot of people have that mentality of needing to save like your better weapons, your best weapons. So because ah, there's oh, yeah. the the whole durability thing in this game, I say, don't worry about that. Use whatever weapons yeah. you want. Use all the tools you have at your disposal to think about different ways outside of the box to take out enemies and things like that. That makes the game so much more fun than just kind of like save in all your like super powerful weapons. weapons, You get so many
2: weapons. I don't think you really need to worry about it.
1: Yeah,
0: exactly. Agreed. You get so many. And, uh, and as Cheeto Cobra says uh, in our YouTube chat, take your time, enjoy the vistas. Don't look up guides. Like, and I completely agree with that. This is a game that you, unless you're stuck in a dungeon and you need to look up something specific, that's different. But when you're starting out just explore and like don't look up all the recipes experiment with different ingredients because if you look at the recipes you're going to find the best ones and abuse them from the beginning and that's not fun yeah, just- it completely breaks the difficulty curve of the game so like just explore and personally what i did was i went around and activated all the towers first and i had a great time doing that mm-hmm. but you know That does kill a bit of the story pacing, and there isn't that much story to begin with, so you may so, just kind of want to explore a bit and then do a story thing whenever you feel like it. What I it's did was you, just – yeah.
2: I, I headed towards Kakariko when it informed me to and then just sort of working my way in a counterclockwise fashion around everything and just got my towers as I went to the next section and just yeah,
0: did it yeah. that way. But so. basically, above all, have a good time, yep. you know, just try, try not to use too many guides, enjoy it, because even if it isn't personally like my favorite Zelda game ever, it, there is no other game quite like it, the way it's designed, in terms of a, being a truly open world, just do whatever you want style of experience. And mm-hmm. it, it, it does open world in, in a way that is just really incredible mm-hmm. and uh, open-ended it is it is amazing. So just enjoy the ride and uh you know don't don't let too many people backseat game for you, which is ironically, you kind asked us if we had if we had any tips, but that's where we want to cut it off. Just have a yeah. good time. yeah, we don't want to give you any more direction than that. <laughs> um, I think we left enough and, open
2: that you can just go for
0: it at that point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, well, we do have uh, some news to get to today. We have two more super Chats, though. First, uh, first up is two dollars from Sonic and Mega Man Five Thirty One. Thank you very much. With uh, one of your usual matchups, here we go: Mega Man.exe from Mega Man Battle Network versus Kirito, Kirito from Sword Art Online. I don't know anything about Sword Art Online, but I do know that Mega Man.exe is like galaxy level strong, and he's Mega Man.exe, so I'm I'm going to go. I'm going Mega Man.exe straight up.
1: What about you guys? I don't know anything about either character, to be honest. So. I, I I'm in the same enough.
2: boat. I really don't know a whole lot. Mo- whole lot. I only remember that. I only know that. According to fans, Kirito just pulls things out of his butt to win. So, <laughs> like, fair enough. He just like always, like somehow magically gets the thing, even though he doesn't really uh, earn it. So right. that might save him. <laughs> it just it, it depends on the writer. I a think that's on. what right. it comes powerful, down to. Powerful,
1: powerful weapon. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I got to go MegaMan.exe, although I admit I don't know the full extent of Cuter Toe's powers. So. Uh, next up is $5 from RecBCQ saying, I want to make my ability to talk video games better. I've missed out on a lot of games. What game should I play to become more video game literate? Oh, man. I mean, that's a... First oh, of all, thank you for the super chat. That's yeah. a super open-ended that's question, super. man. super... I mean, I don't think there are any games you can no. play that wouldn't make you more vi- I mean yeah okay like you don't yeah. need to play the guy game like that's not going to make you more video game literate but like no. you know Mario so, Sonic Final Fantasy you know and I, Halo, I no,
2: but here's the thing even if you don't play those games and you play other ones um exactly it doesn't make you less yeah. literate you know it just gives you a different place to come from which makes you honestly more unique and yeah, if you play, play the everything. games
0: you like. Yeah. So. Right.
2: There are major games sure. I've not touched, so...
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, really quick, Mark Tapia uh, mentioned something of interest in our YouTube chat, saying, remember KO the Kangaroo apparently is coming back? And yes, it is. Uh, but one of the reasons I, I didn't make it a news topic, full disclosure, I'm uh, my day job, I'm actually working on PR for that game, so I can't... You know, it, it would be a conflict of interest. But I think it is cool... I've been really happy to see all the people out there who are fans of KO. I honestly thought it was a remake when I
2: first saw it. I didn't realize it was a brand new game.
0: Yeah, no, it's really, yeah, it's a reboot. Um, And like I said, I can't talk about it due to conflict of interest, but I'm really happy so many of you out there seem to be really excited about KO coming back. Uh, But yeah, this is my episode today I'm hosting, so I couldn't really talk about something I'm personally working on, you know, so but I did want to at least give it a name drop and I'm thank, excited thank you for teaching
2: happy. me by <laughs> the way. Cause I had no idea. I always read it "Cal." <laughs> I didn't realize it was KO. And <laughs> yeah. once you, once Cal's you say KO, I'm like,
0: Oh, he a so boxing a he yeah. A-O. yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how it turns out. Uh, but with that said, uh, we do have some news topics to talk about today. Like I said, we may not have too much to say on each individual one, but it should still be fun. So, uh, Actually, two of our news stories today have to do with video game movie news, and the first one is coming up right now, so let's get that up on the screen. So, one of my personal favorite actors, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, has said in an interview with Men's Journal, of all places, that he's making another video game-related movie, uh, bringing, and I quote, one of the biggest, most badass games to the screen, one that i played for years. And I think we can all obviously agree that it's rockman. he's the rock is making a rockman movie, and that's obviously what this no I wish maybe I wish I don't know that would be weird. but uh this is actually the the so the question he answers is in the context of having a long history with Microsoft and Xbox. So uh, his answer is I've always been a Big Madden fan. I can't tell you which game in particular we're doing, but there will be an announcement this year um we're going to bring one of the biggest ones badass games to the screen one that i played for years so he doesn't outright confirm uh you know the interviewer's question about it being xbox related but you could imagine him it's easy to see him like maybe doing gears of war or halo or or something right
2: gears of war i never thought about gears of war but boy put a bandana on him he is basically marcus phoenix isn't he
1: that's the he, first he thing that popped really up is. in my mind when I when I thought of yeah. a video game franchise that he would consider badass that he's played for a long time. You know, like uh-huh. you know, Gears of War was the first thing that popped up in my mind. But
2: you know what? I'm down. <laughs> I'm down. Da- I'm down for that. i I think Gears of War could work as a movie. Yeah,
0: I, I mean, yeah. yeah. I'm not. I'm not like the biggest. I'm not really a Gears fan at all myself. In terms of just, it's not really my thing. Uh, which is funny, because we're going to end up talking about Gears of War twice <laughs> today. But uh, I could totally see him doing a Gears of War movie. Like, as you said, he just would step into the role of Marcus Phoenix pretty seamlessly, I think. But I could also see potentially Halo. Um, you know, he, As Juan Delgado in our live audience patron chat says, why not just make him Doom guy again? Probably because Doom was a really bad movie. It's yeah. probably not something that needs to happen again.
2: I've not seen it, but I've not heard good things. And that was early uh, in his yeah. career, so... I, Man, like, I have classy... heard decent things about Rampage. I've not seen it, but I've heard it's actually I didn't pretty see decent. That. Okay.
0: Um, Classic Mudkip makes a great point. There is already a live-action Halo series in the works, so it's probably not that. Yeah, I mean, they could do a movie and a live-action series at the same time, but I agree, Classy Mudkip, it probably isn't that. So I, I guess I keep kind of coming back to Gears of War. Is there anything else you guys can think of that maybe it I, could be? I wonder
1: be? if they'd ever make a Grand Theft Auto movie. Like that nah. just it, it, that would be <laughs> it wild so out there, yeah. yeah. Like, right. It, like just the name brand is kind of weird. Ma- like for, I don't
2: think he'd maybe. be talking about like a perfect dark movie.
1: So
0: uh, no, probably. If, not. if it's
2: if it's Microsoft based, I feel like it'd have to be. It would have to be Gears of War, unless he's really into fighting games. Maybe it's Killer Instinct.
0: Yeah, I, you know I could see Killer Instinct. Maybe. I mean, who would he play though? Like does I guess, Killer
1: Instinct, mm, does Killer Instinct have like a story behind it? I have that? no Not idea. I've, I've honestly of, never played. I don't
0: think so? Yeah, I don't think it has much of one. Hmm. hmm. Yeah, I keep coming back to Gears of War. Um, I mean, it is all about
2: that bad badass pachismo, and that that just—I'm sorry—it fits him like a right? glove.
0: <laughs> exactly. So, Hmm. yeah, I guess it could be that Um, I I, I still there's that uh, image that's been floating around on the Internet forever uh, about, you know, the the whole Rockman movie starring The Rock. I'm sure we've all seen it. Oh, yeah. Um, And and so I just keep coming back to how funny that would be, even though it would obviously you know what? (laughs) Ironically, a live action Mega Man movie starring The Rock would probably still be better than whatever live action Mega Man movie they have in the works right now for Netflix.
2: Oh God. <laughs> that would
0: probably still be better. And I actually just found the image I'm talking about. I'm going to post it in our live audience patron chat right oh now, God. just That's for posterity. Cool. I want to see, because the it's, rock. it's pretty damn funny. <laughs> I want
1: to see the rock with the, uh, with the mega man hair <laughs> wig. Oh God. Right? Yeah, the hair there you, go. the you just saw it right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the best
2: part if it was actually just a regular little kid until it becomes, until he transforms into Mega <laughs>
0: man. Yeah. So, honestly, that as much as we're all laughing at that, that probably would be better than whatever actual Mega Man live-action movie they're making mm. right now. Um, but, yeah, so it sounds like we're all kind of landing on Gears of War as for what this could likely be. That's what
1: I thought. I mean, he said badass yeah. could be Tembo the Badass Elephant, right?
2: Oh, yeah. Is
1: that too much? Of a oh, pizza? okay.
2: Yeah, I, 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 I got that game, and it was something.
1: <laughs> it's something, all right, yeah. So he'll, he'll play an elephant. Oh, God. Oh,
0: God. Rob Armanex says for, for the movie's tagline, "Time to get rock hard 2025." <laughs> That's okay. This is we, we've officially gone too far. Science has gone too far. It's time to stop. <laughs> we've flown too close to the sun. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, you know, video game movies seem seem like they're getting at least they're trending slightly better overall. Mm. Obviously, a lot of them are still not great. But you know, we had Sonic, which was awesome. Uncharted is coming out soon. And at least from previews, it doesn't look like it's going to be trash. It doesn't seem like it's going to be anything special. Yeah, I haven't really looked at it. it, but Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, well, I did say we have uh, two pieces of video game movie related news to talk about today. And uh, that's true. So let's get our second news story up on screen talking about a different game related movie. So we uh, now have confirmation that a sequel to the 2021 Mortal Kombat movie is in development, and it's going to be scripted by Jeremy Slater of the Moon Knight series, the MCU Moon Knight series. that's coming up right now, starring Oscar Isaac. And uh, hell yeah, I, I we actually talked about this movie uh, right very quick, very soon after GVG launched because it came out, I think, back in March of last year. If I remember correctly, it was one of our first discussions that we did, and I think we generally. Steve and I generally liked it enough. And Derek, you kind of landed, I think, a little less great on it, right? You were kind of like, eh. It's
2: fine, but, I mean, yeah. nobody liked Cole. And it's one of those things where the the problem with it, and that's the thing I've seen most how most people react to this, is, oh, cool, I wonder if we'll actually have a Mortal Kombat tournament and a Mortal Kombat movie this time.
0: Exactly. Like... I enjoyed the movie, but yeah, it, it was lacking an actual tournament. It was lacking Johnny freaking Cage, Oh, no. and then it had—I mean, yeah, that, that and is and what they had, teased
2: at the end of this one. So they did
0: at the end, so he's got to be in the sequel. But it's just Mortal Kombat without Johnny Cage is like peanut butter without jelly. He's the Johnny freaking Cage man. Um, but I, I liked it enough. I, the 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 really the worst part was the main character Cole. Like, I mean, that was unfortunately the linchpin of the movie, the main character who they designed originally for this movie story was just a big wet fart and didn't his didn't his power whatever his arcana whatever the hell it was end up just being dumb armor body and armor his. and taunta? yeah like they they played that up the whole movie and it ended up being like one of the lamest powers possible and i'm like what are you doing but i still like the movie overall so i'm down for a sequel um i mean i don't Kano was Kano was fun Kano was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was he was really great in that. Um did you see it, Naveed?
1: No, I have to watch it. I actually I was gonna say I heard a lot of mixed things. I think mostly it was on the side of like it was a fun watch. It wasn't like an amazing movie, but it was a fun yeah. watch. Like that's like the majority of the opinions I heard. But I do love that original old Mortal Kombat movie. So oh good. yeah. So it it so doesn't fun. match
2: the cheesiness of that, but it's still be- but it's better than Armageddon. It's just it comes down on fine, and it has the level of violence you'd expect from a sure. Mortal yeah. Kombat movie. There are fatalities in it, but I wouldn't say any of them are too wild, except for maybe one or one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's fine, <laughs> you know. It, that's what it, really what it comes down to. I, I think I did read something where they when they were developing this, they did uh, originally ver- envision. Before the tournament, during the tournament, after the tournament as their like trilogy, which, okay. mm-hmm. you know, there's not enough, enough plot between Mortal Kombat 1, 2, and 3 to get an actual trilogy, right? <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's um. Odd. So do, do you both know the writer for the original, like the first one of these movies, like the, the, the one that came out a couple years ago or whatever? No. You know, offhand,
0: I don't. I was actually looking up Jeremy yeah. Slater's who, who uh, is IMDb the page.
2: Who is the original writer for this? Uh, the the first movie? Because by the sounds of it, it's yeah. The original, the screenplay, of the first movie was Greg Russo and Dave Russo. Callahan.
0: Right. And Greg Which, Russo
2: you know, sounds I mean, familiar. Oh, cool! And the Greg Callahan was, was a uh, did the screenplay to Doom.
1: Good oh. stuff. Uh, great nice. i mean nice
2: to to be fair he has done good movies he did the um uh well fine actually no he, he worked on um shang chi he co-wrote he was oh, one of the co-writers nice. uh he co-wrote uh <laughs> hi amy she really liked shang chi <laughs> i just
0: <laughs> oh shang chi was so damn good well, no she it.
2: really, she really likes Shang-Chi. Like she was like, <laughs> oh, the actor nice. type thing of, of doing his first nice. fight scene. Um, he's uh, also one of the co-writers of Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, but then he also. All ha- right.
0: Well, he's done some good stuff.
2: Yeah. A production rewrite on Ant-Man and where he's uncredited. But he's also done like the original Godzilla 2014, Zombieland, Double Tap, Wonder Woman 84. So he has some good ones and he has some stinkers. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and then Jer- for, for Jeremy Slater's uh, Jeremy Slater, who's the writer on the, the sequel, uh, as I mentioned before, he's working on the MCU series for Moon Knight, but he also did the Umbrella Academy, uh, the Exorcist TV things. series, uh, and the screenplay for uh, Death Note, the movie, which I did hear was great. Uh, no. And also, <laughs> um, it, he also wrote a horror movie called The Lazarus Effect, which it, I, I saw, and it was, it was dumb, but it was enjoyable, enjoyably dumb, so... Um, he's got some kind of a mix, some good stuff, some not so great stuff. Um, but I'm, you know, I, I liked the first one enough where I'm in for the second one. And, uh, you know, he's got a strong enough history that i I feel pretty good about like where it could go. I just hope they don't focus so much on Cole. And I know, uh, Helen hates Dingo in our patron chat. You said you really like Cole more power to you. Like I I thought, I thought the actor was great. The actor is great. It wasn't his fault. I just felt like he wasn't given a very interesting character. To play, but the actor's great. And if you liked him, you liked him and more power to you. Nothing wrong with that. Um, But I just want to see who's going to play Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage, man, you got to have him in a Mortal Kombat movie. And uh, I'm looking oh, forward yes. to seeing.
2: Yeah. I, I think I think now that they have things established, they can go a little bit harder this time. Um Right. Just because they, you know, they most of the characters who die in this movie are not really needed. <laughs> you know, they brought in some lesser known mortal Kombat yeah. characters just to kill. So
0: basically, yeah.
2: yeah, I, I, with the right trailer, I think they could make this work because I that think so, said, too. the final fight between Scorpion and Scorp- sub-zero is pretty good. And they bring it back is, noobs. Yeah. If they, if they do the, go the noob side bot route, they could do some fun things with that.
0: Right. I agree. I agree. And I'm I'm guessing we probably won't see this until twenty twenty three at the earliest.
1: Yeah, it's gonna it, it, if it's just
0: now being written, it's probably not coming for a while.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's cool but, that it's happening though. I think enough people thought it was it was a, it was a fun watch that I mean sounds like it's worth it for them to obvi I mean they were they're probably planning obviously more, but mm-hmm. it, it's definitely worth it for those people that did enjoy the first one to I think it was in
2: on these. a surprise hit. Mm-hmm. I think this did surprise, like better than they expected, but it was also one of the first movies after the lockdowns ended and things were kind of opening up. <laughs> so it was like, people were just like, right. go, we need to go get out of the house. Go. See something. Yeah. What's out? Mortal something. Kombat. Yeah. Sure. Let's go see that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But the, all this chatter just, just reminds me that we are going to get to see Sonic two in a matter of months now. It's only like That's three wild. months away or two and a half months. Really? And so, Mortal Kombat. I'm excited for you, but you're further down the line. Give me that Sonic 2 in my veins right now. Uh, but I think we've said just about all we can uh, about you know all the movie news today. Uh, we do have another super chat though from uh, our good friend Becca's live for five dollars. Thank you very much. Saying best game by reputation in your backlogs. I mean, That's... I have. Oh
2: wait, that I haven't played or that uh, that uh, I just own. I- I assume it would be that we
1: haven't played since it would be in our backlog.
2: Oh, in yeah. that case, easily Final Fantasy VI.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, that's a I, that's a big one.
1: I was gonna say any of the Final Fantasies, <laughs> name them. I haven't uh-huh. played them. Yeah.
0: Um, Tales of Arise, I have in my backlog, and that's you know, I mean, but I've I've played other Tales of games, and I know Arise sounds like it's pretty good. But I don't know if that's the biggest one by reputation. Although Danny would kill me for saying that if he was if he was here right now, he would he would be so offended. Uh, I'll, have to, I'll have to think about that one. But I
1: yeah I got another one since since Derek oh. said Final Fantasy. I would say maybe like Metal Gear Solid. Haven't played any oh, of the okay. Metal Gear called games. So that's a that, good one. that would be yeah. yeah.
0: And actually, I just I just thought of a, probably a better one: God of War 2018. I I never no, I got game. to get around to it, but I want to play it, and obviously. Almost everyone loves that game. It's the first time I've ever personally been interested in Kratos as a character, so I gotta check that's out something well. I genuinely want to play. Also The Last Guardian, that's also still in my backlog and that's mm-hmm. probably also counts. But oh. I'd probably say God of War is top.
2: Zap Brand Brandeglin, yeah, Near Automata is on my list as well <laughs> that I need to play.
0: And near yeah, Near Replicant for me, so that's another one for me that would be, you know, you know, quite, there, quite There's a lot of highly
2: rated games that I
1: have that I need to actually beat (laughs) there's there's so many games out there it's it's so difficult to get get everything it really is Uh,
2: i that said uh, there is a ticking clock thanks to final fantasy 14 there is a ticking clock where i have to i need to play and beat near automata before i can do a certain raid series because it's can a canon sequel um (laughs) to 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 that game so right
0: Oh, shit. Well, FF14, for me, and I mean, I say it's in my backlog. I don't think I'll ever truly get to play it because of the hundreds of hours it would take me to get through everything, but FF14, if that counts as a backlog game, would probably be right alongside God of War 2018 in terms of, like, hugely, you know, having a hugely positive reputation, but I haven't it, played it.
2: It sucks you so. in, and it's available. It's on sale again.
1: I know, I know. <laughs> free trial's not I'm, back, um, but it's on sale. I'm with you. I wish I could buy. Yeah. I can't put that time into one game. It's so hard for me to do that. Yeah, the, oh, I mean, the only time I, yeah, the only the game I can
0: do that with is Smash, but that's a game that I've done that with over so many years as a series. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Ultimate too, but it's like, it's not a game that, that's just a game I'm going to keep playing forever and sure. Smash just in general. But fourteen I don't have time for an MMO, even though I'm a hardcore Final Fantasy fan and I know that I'm missing out. I know it and it just hurts to, to think about it. Um,
2: I mean, it's it's nice because I I, trust me, I talked the same way for a long time. Um, You find ways to make it work uh, with mm. with the way it is. Plus, it's a game I can play with Amy. So that makes it, you know, a little a little more attractive.
0: I just I wish I could buy like instead of buying new games to play that I don't have time for, I wish I could buy more time. More time oh, yeah, to we'll do everything time. I want to do, play all the games I want to play, mm-hmm. have all the experiences okay. I want to have. Come on, science, we, hurry we up! Why can not we have immortality yet? Come on,
2: we we need <laughs> that hyperbolic time chamber.
0: Exactly. Uh, all right, we well, do have a few more super chats coming in. Uh, thank you so much, everybody. Screamo Shaman with two dollars saying Dwayne the Rock Johnson is Minecraft Steve. I'd watch it. I would watch it. I I'd be curious. I'd watch <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> Also, $5 from Music is Life, man. Thank you very much. I don't recognize your name, so nice to see you in the chat. Thank you. Uh, saying, have to head back to work, but regarding Mortal Kombat 2 news, I still want Cole Young to be offed. His actor is fine, but character very eh. Couldn't agree with you more. I, I would not yeah, really Give him, him the
2: uh, Johnny Cage uh, Armageddon... Th- uh, not, oh, not Armageddon. Uh, <laughs> annihilation treatment. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah, I wouldn't miss him if he was, was off. I don't know if they'll do that, though, since he was like created as the main character for the movies, but would be a cool surprise if they did, I think. Um, or just
2: sort of leave him to not worry about it or something like that. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Uh, Sonic and Mega Man 531 is back with two more dollars. Thank you. Saying it's the movie that the rock is in is going to be Sonic the Hedgehog three where the rock voices shadow. I would watch that too. We got Could Knuckles, it? Idris Elba, the rock voicing shadow. Let's go. He'd be a good voice <laughs> for dead. shadow would be a, it would be,
2: would be yeah, it would be a bad one i'm trying to think of the other voice that would work well for shadow
0: i'm hireable sega they should really just hire me <laughs> the ultimate life form oh there um, you go that would be that, was- that would be really fun i would love to play shadow that would be so fun uh digimanda is here with a super chat a previous tnt guest great to see you with five dollars thank you very much saying navid is best boy hi navid and good people of gbg I hope everyone is doing well. Well, same to yeah, you, yeah. did you, Amanda? And you, really Amanda. great to hear from
1: you. Amanda's wonderful as well. Oh, yeah.
2: She is playing through yeah. Resident Jeez, Evil 2, I believe. Bandcamp. And that's just
0: funny. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. it is. Oh, man. This is great. Squire in our YouTube chat said or uh, suggested Adam Driver for Shadow. I could see that. Yeah. Given Kylo Ren and just his whole broodiness and the way he talks as, as Kylo Ren. I could totally see Adam Driver as Shadow. That would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, well, speaking of Shadows, there's oh, a God. company that's been uh, casting a huge shadow over the video uh, game industry for a long time now. And you know where I'm going with this. Yeah, it's Activision Blizzard and they're finding new ways to rob workers of their rights or at least try to. So let's talk about that a bit and get that up on screen. So, you may have already heard that uh, post-Microsoft acquisition Activision Blizzard are now refusing to acknowledge uh, Raven Workers' request to recognize their QA union uh, by a deadline, which has just passed, and that's basically setting up an ugly legal battle. And this was uh, reported by Jason Schreier on Twitter. But uh, it's expected that Activision Blizzard is, is their position is going to be ar- is going to argue that all three hundred plus Raven employees should be able to vote on whether or not to unionize, not just the group of thirty four QA testers who are actively seeking a union and you know you you look at the quote from an activision blizzard spokesman and it's it's the usual bullshit like well we support workers rights to do what they want to do and we just think everyone there should have a voice so we oppose you know these 34 people taking matters into their own hands let's make sure everyone has a voice what it really is is they don't want them to unionize because oh yeah this is a classic union
1: busting technique that's really all it is
0: it's yeah
1: It's unsurprising coming from obviously a big corporation. They want to have control over, you know, what these employees get paid and then all this stuff. Obviously, they'll be out there saying, yeah, we support them. We want them to have, you know, good livable wages and all that stuff. But they just don't want others to have a say in that uh, and the workers themselves. So it's honestly, I hope that just means that the rest of them go like, yeah, let's unionize. Just completely screwed over. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and and one in our uh, patron chat mentioned or asked why isn't Microsoft doing anything about this? And as classy Mugkip uh, replied, because the deal hasn't closed yet, they're not actually taking over until, at the very least, mid next year. So mm-hmm. we do unfortunately have to deal with regular ass shitty Activision Blizzard for at least another year and a few months at minimum. And so you know they're going to take that time to do as many da- to do as much damage to their employees as possible. I would imagine. And um, I, I hope the unionization efforts work. I really do. Obviously, Activision Blizzard are going to do everything in their power to, you know, bust any sort of unionization attempts. But I, my my fingers are crossed, and my my heart goes out to you know all the Raven employees who are trying to make this happen because Activision Blizzard needs needs the L in this case. They need they, they need the L in all the cases, but they really do in this case. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't imagine
2: it, many things yeah. where they need a win because.
0: No, that's true. In all the cases, really. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess really the only win so, you know, recently has been the fact that Microsoft is eventually taking over and hopefully they're going to use that opportunity to clean house. And we as we reported before, Activism Blizzard employees have expressed hope that that is actually going to be the case. We can only
2: I'm glad they have working. hope. I don't have any. I honestly don't. Right. No, I. I don't think there's much that's going to change. Like, Microsoft puts on a good front, you know, but as Mr. L says, Microsoft has Unibusted before. They are still a corporation, so...
1: Yeah. Totally. Yeah, totally. it can be as consumer-friendly, like, looking as possible from the outside, but at the end of the day, they're a big corporation, too, so they want to... Yeah. They want to mm-hmm. protect themselves and, and everything. Um, yeah, yep. but
0: I... I guess uh, on the other hand though and I agree I mean I, I don't expect Microsoft to be pro union for any of these employees either but they also as we mentioned before when reporting on the acquisition they knowingly took on re- took over responsibility for the flaming trash heap that Activision Blizzard has become in terms of the sexual harassment and you know squashing marginalized voices employee abuse they've willingly taken ownership and responsibility for that. So it's hard to imagine that they're not going to at least try and clean house in some way, but I agree that it probably won't go to the extent of being, Oh yeah. Pro union workers' rights. I Mm -hmm. I agree with you. I doubt that's not going to. Yeah. I don't see that happening.
1: I certainly think it's going to be a better situation overall for everybody, but yeah, maybe not all the way. Like you said, Ash, to to what people want.
2: It's just step in the right direction but with some poor implications which i've gotten into before so i don't want to repeat myself or anything like that but um right i just yeah no (laughs) this whole thing is just (laughs) like i I feel for them it sucks but just it's gonna be they're gonna get fought every step of the way because they just successfully have made um union seem like a dirty word and it's just it's it's dumb it's dumb
0: but they 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 may hopefully get what they want here so now so the deadline uh, was 6 p.m. eastern time yesterday and because they didn't hear from Activision Blizzard and they and AB you know refused to recognize the union um they're now filing for a union election with the National Labor Relations Board And uh, this all comes from the WAPO, by the way, Washington Post. Uh, There are 34 workers uh, at Raven, which is based in Madison, Wisconsin, and they say they have a supermajority of votes within their department, which would mean that they can formalize their union via the NLRB without Activision Blizzard management recognition. And if this union wins 50% plus one of the votes within the department, Activision Blizzard has to start bargaining with the group over work conditions in good faith. So if what these people at Raven are saying is true... They may get what they want here, and mm. I really hope they do. I really hope, hope so. so. Too. I, yeah, yeah. We'll probably be talking about it on a future, you know, episode or video or something when we find out. Um, but I'm so t- I'm so tired of talking. Yeah, about I Activision know. Blizzard. I hate talking like, about this. <laughs> I
2: said my piece. Like I said it was a <laughs> There's slow nothing news day. Different,
0: but... Yeah, it's just it kind of comes back to the same. Fuck Activision Blizzard. Talking. You points, just had to labored. represent
2: Kea. We could have actually we talked about the random revival of ko (laughs) but you just had to work for it ash
0: yeah just had to just had to have that day job god yeah (laughs) how could i um yeah so it's just yeah i don't think we need to belabor the point everybody knows how we feel about activision blizzard everybody feels that way about them we're hoping for the best for you know the people at raven to get what they want in terms of unionization, um but yeah, I agree. There's no need to belabor the point. And I really wish Activision Blizzard News would, would stop coming out on Wednesdays or in time for Wednesdays, which are my hosting days. I want more fun stuff to talk about, man. Come on. Um, okay, well, anyway, uh, no new Super Chats at the moment. So let's go ahead and move on to our next news story uh, in which the Gears of War start maybe start turning anew. Let's get that up on screen. So, uh, we uh, have caught a rumor over from Games Radar that the Gears of War series might be getting a Master Chief Collection-style collection. Style collection. Um, this is not something that is expected to materialize, if it's real. This is still a rumor. Uh, it is not expected to materialize until 2023, though. So, you know, if you're a Gears fan, you're still waiting a while. And we don't know that it's definitely happening, but basically this rumor came from Nick Baker, who's the host of the Xbox-era podcast... Uh, and they said on on a podcast, and I quote, "There is another Microsoft franchise that will be getting the Master Chief collections treatment." And Baker said he's not allowed to reveal which franchise it is. Um, but after that, The Verge's Tom Warren tweeted that, "quote unquote," the gears are really turning on this rumor. Which, oh, yeah, that's boy, like that's putting it up there in bright lights, man. Like, of course, so it's probably Gears of War. Um, but again. Keep in mind that we don't have 100% confirmation, but it would make a certain degree of sense. I think there are, what, seven games in the series now? There's the five mainline games, and then there's Tactics and Judgment. Is I, that correct?
2: I don't know. Let me look that up. Was, <laughs> yeah, judgment. <laughs>
0: judgment sounds right. Was that, was that a spinoff? Oh, it was a spinoff. And actually, Derek, don't even worry about it. Games Radar, if you scroll down a bit, confirms exactly what I just said. There are seven games. Uh five mainline games and two spin-off titles in Judgment and Gears Tactics. What? Nobody's so, counting
2: Gears Pop? <laughs> oh
0: god, no, I forgot about I that. I just
2: saw that one here. Oh.
0: So. I remember when they announced that. when we were at the Microsoft conference where they were uh, the E3 conference where they were announced they announced it. It was like that was such a big WTFY moment.
1: Yeah. Uh Naveed, are you are you a Gears of War player at all? I've played them. I'm I wouldn't say I'm like the biggest fan of Gears of War. I think they're Fun co-op shooters. Uh, I, I don't. I really don't play them single player, to be honest. But mm-hmm. having a collection completely makes sense to me of the Gears game. At least like one, two, three. Maybe bring mm-hmm. those out in a in a Master Chief's collection style thing. Um, I would really want to see an updated Gears one, though, at the very least, because that's one of those games. It it hasn't. Aged well, at least visually. Uh, this, mm-hmm. That was one of those very early Xbox... It was, the, it was the advent Xbox... of brown. <laughs> that one was great. Yeah. Like, that That was like even uglier than brown. Like Gears of War 2 went more orange, brown-ish looking. Um,
0: well, didn't didn't Gears of War 1 already get a remake? Yeah, an Ultimate Edition for I the guess, Xbox yeah,
2: One, it but did. it was for the Xbox One and nobody, yeah. <laughs>
1: nobody yeah. remembered. And, okay, and I don't,
0: so we could I don't use remember. a remake of a remake.
1: Yeah. yeah, I don't remember if that one even like they changed anything up other than like uh just making it higher resolution or everything like that so maybe i'm it is called a remaster
0: here it's called Uh, a remaster so it's not like a remake so yeah
2: yeah. um um i i i did play a little bit of gears of war one in co-op um on in in college and naveed's right co-op it's it's a blast uh it it, Mm -hmm. it really does the trick and especially when you it's the one that introduced horde mode um you know that's and that's that's definitely a a legacy it also has one of my favorite commercials of all time uh if you guys remember the the mad world trailer trailer like yeah you guys know me i don't really play xbox but i saw that commercial and i'm like Oh dear! I want to play this. This looks good. Like that. That's when I started looking at three sixty. I'm like, hmm, hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I was the same yeah. way. I think I saw that commercial and saw Halo three, and that actually is what made me get an Xbox over a PS three at the time. Oh wow! Uh-huh. Uh, I, I actually, yeah, I, I won like a gift card from up dot com. If you guys remember that.
0: Oh yeah. Oh oh wow! OneUp, rest in peace. I love that yeah. site. Yeah, I
1: did too. I yeah. love clubs. I ran yeah. some clubs had my page. In. Nice. <laughs> it, it was great. But yeah, I, I won like a gift card from that and they actually came with Time Crisis Four for the PS three. So I think they oh, wanted wow. you to buy a PS three with that gift card, but I, I ended up getting a three sixty instead. And I think it was Gears of okay. War, that commercial and Halo that I really wanted to play. So Nice. Yeah, I got a three sixty
0: yeah. before the PS three as well because Sony had suddenly they stumbled so hard out of the gate that generation with the PS three's pricing. Uh and you know yeah, I, I was I played my 360 to death, and it wasn't until Metal Gear Solid Four came out that I finally got a PS3. So, yeah, I mean, and and as I, some of you know, I, I lapsed a little bit during the Xbox One years, but uh, I've been I've just been playing uh, our community members Becca's Xbox Series S to death with Forza Horizon Five, and I'm fully back on the Xbox train with the series <laughs> consoles. So. Uh, I, play, I play everything everywhere. I I play everything I can, regardless of console. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zap Brannaglin in our YouTube chat has a great idea for what this potential collection could be named. Gears of War, the COG collection. That's perfect. Ooh, that is good. Like, there you go. Like, I, I don't... I feel like you got the name right there. I don't even know really like the master chief collection has a better ring to it than the Marcus Phoenix collection, right? Like, I mean, yeah, if if you're
2: getting four and five in there, it's not really about Marcus Phoenix at that point. That's true too. Yeah. There's judgment in there. It's not really about him and same with gears tactics. So yeah, um, there is that aspect. I just, I mean, what I got to play it, I really enjoyed it, but only Gears of war one, I've not encountered anything of two and beyond. And yeah. they generally look fine, but they also became sort of, because they were so ubiquitous, the big, beefy, burly military types fighting monsters <laughs> definitely became a trope for a while. Mm-hmm. I think it also yeah. really introduced the whole cover mechanic that games just started aping constantly. Right. Well, it, made it, right. Pop- it popularized it because I think yeah. other games did
1: have it before that point. But you did see, yeah. man, like so many games after that, like cover shooters really. Started oh yeah, to, I think man, Uncharted was not long after Gears, long of, after Gears War. of War, and yeah, cover
2: shooting
0: and all that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a, a couple of other potential ideas in our YouTube chat for what this uh, for what this rumored collection or remaster could be. ToonJ723 says plot twist: it actually blinks the time sweeper. and that would be. <laughs> A deep ass cut right there, uh, Mister L says. When's my Fable collection with the bugs actually fixed? And you know what? Yes, if if uh, if if the whole gears are, are are turning thing hadn't been specifically said, I would say Fable is at least in the running. But it's totally Gears of War. Like, yeah, it's got to be. Um, yeah, so that's kind of where we're at. It's still a rumor at this point, but uh, and, and we likely, if it is real, we likely won't hear about anything about it until 2023. But if you're a Gears of War fan. Something to keep in mind. Also, I apologize to those of you who thought G.O.W. in the thumb meant God of War. I should have just put Gears. I didn't even think about it uh, at the time. I th- well, Gears but is on the picture. This episode kind of so. came together last minute. Yeah, but Gears is on the picture. So I thought it was fine, but I didn't think about it at the time. Um, this episode kind of came together a little saw, bit last minute. It always it's confuses
2: me when I see AC and it could be Assassin's Creed or Animal Crossing. I don't yeah.
0: know. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah uh Gantoris, uh asks you gonna return that xbox someday ash um when becca prides it out of my cold dead hands no of course i am i'm gonna send it back to her whenever she wants it i i do still plan to get my own series x so i'm getting a series x at some point she re- just lent it to me until i get to that point so i could play you know some xbox games for our game of the year discussions and stuff so of course i'm gonna send it back who do you think i am of course <laughs> um all right well no more super chats right now so uh we do have one more news story for the day and this one's fun this is just a couple of weird random anecdotes from the legendary shigeru miyamoto about a couple of old zelda games so let's get that up on screen okay so you thought you hated navi clearly apparently not as much as uh, miyamoto did because he even called her stupid and uh, well, this Nintendo Life news story. I mean, <laughs> well, it's not hands it's, are stupid, it's yeah. not
2: insulting. It's like not right. The character is stupid. It's just the AI right. of the character was dumb. <laughs> exactly.
0: So this actually came. Nintendo Life uncovered uh, a 1999 interview um, from that was originally part of a Japanese strategy guide, but has finally all this time later all this time later been translated into English and published online by shmuplations.com. Uh, And during this interview, the the context here is that he's asked about Ocarina of Time's puzzles, and he just kind of got into Navi as a whole, and said that the, the way they delivered hints in Ocarina of Time was a little bit unfriendly, and how hard it is to design a system that gives proper advice that's tailored to the player's specific situation. And he says that to do that right, you'd have to spend the same amount of time as you would developing an entire game, and he was worried they'd be digging themselves into a hole if they tried to do that. So... As kind of like a like an olive branch, they designed the Navi system, which just gives, in which she gives, you know, canned advice to the player based on where they are in the game, but it isn't necessarily tailored to a player's specific struggles with an individual puzzle or something. And so, yeah, as Derek said, he's not actually calling Navi the character stupid, (laughs) but just the overall way in which her hints are delivered is is not the smartest way they could have done that. And he says he has regrets on that front.
1: Do we know, uh, like, I never did the comparison uh, when I played Ocarina of Time 3D on the 3DS, but did they kind of, like, slow down some of those hints from Na'vi uh, in that game compared to the N64 version? Because I'd be interested to see if they went back and kind of fixed some of those things that he, he didn't like. I don't think they did. I think they kept it I don't pretty think so. faithful. I mean, he, he
2: didn't like it, but it would take a lot of work to fix the way he wants it to. Um, exactly because he he says here uh, mm-hmm. it's if 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 we tried to make Navi's hints more sophisticated, the stupidity would have actually stood out even more. In truth, I wanted to remove the entire system, but that would have been even more unfriendly for to players. Um, he says you could think of Navi as being there for players who stopped playing for a month or so who then pick a game back up and want to remember what they were supposed
0: to do. So right. Um, yeah, he he says, you know, like, I know that it makes it sound bad, but we purposely left her at kind of a stupid level with it, like kind of that. And he says stupid in quotes, but what he means is kind of like that, that macro level, top level hint that the widest majority of players might need in, in certain situations, but they couldn't tailor her too much beyond that to each individual struggle, because then they'd get lost in the weeds. And at that mm-hmm. point, as he said, it's like making a whole nother game. Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah. And I feel like they've had kind of trouble trying to figure that out, like the whole hint system in Zelda games. Since then, I mean, Breath of the Wild didn't have anything really, so mm-hmm. that was so mm-hmm. open ended. But even in like Skyward Sword with Fee, there was that character was they they tried to give Fee some more character, but it was still mostly a hint based system that was right not. Not the greatest. So it, it is tough. It's a tough balancing act for sure. Mm. Um, right. I I actually yeah. think one of the more interesting parts about this interview was the part where he talks about the uh, combat mechanics from Ocarina of Time. Agreed. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, Take
0: us in there if you want to talk about that. Go yeah, for it. Well, so he was
1: just talking about how they wanted to give the combat in Ocarina of Time a little bit more depth. And he specifically mentions something uh, he, he doesn't want to maybe as much complexity as something like tekken but maybe more more along the lines of a fighting game where you'll have mm-hmm. different different types of attack i think that would be really cool and i think mm-hmm. they they tried to move a little bit more towards that gradually with wind waker and then with uh not so much twilight princess but skyward sword, they skyward definitely, sword. yeah they definitely had a lot more uh combat mechanics for sure there mm-hmm but yeah the, and then but uh, on the other side of that and this is so
0: a miyamoto thing he said about a year into, into development on ocarina i realized if we leaned too heavily into the sword combat it'll it ended up being more difficult than mario 64 so they wanted to pull back and ease into the simpler system that exists today in the ocarina we know we, we know and love today yeah. so you know usually miyamoto is, is want to kind of lean more on the let's Let's make it a little easier side of things to bring in as many people as possible rather than wall people off with a, you know, higher difficulty level, which it's a valid approach, and I totally get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, oh. you know, Ocarina of Combat, it, it's not, like, obviously very complex, but I'm still able to go back to the game today, and still it's still fun. Yeah, is it oh, yeah. simple? Sure, but it's still fun.
1: Yeah, yeah you, but- you have a dodge, you have an attack. I mean, it, it, the the Z-targeting was very... Very inventive yeah. at the time so like that that right. felt like it was new and different so
2: i i am reading yeah. more of the actual uh interview and uh <laughs> one of the things he mentions uh is like well ocarina time uh, the, the interview says well ocarina of time features familiar characters like tech tights and armless knights there are also some notable absences the mario series regular Chain Chomp, for instance who appeared in a link to the past didn't make the cut and miyamoto says Actually, Chain Chomp was in there up to the very end, but in the final revisions, we removed him. Um, and it was originally going to be in Gerudo's fort, fortress, where if the Chain Chomp grabbed Link, he'd be bound by chains. It could only escape by using the the hammer to break the chain links. That would have mm. been cool. It, that would have been
0: that cool. Been really,
1: neat. it would
2: have been yeah. cool to have Chain Chomp in there. But it's like yeah. I feel like Chain Chomp needs to stay in Link's Awakening and only I, Link's I'm, because I think the so too like,
1: it, It makes sense in that game with all the other Mario characters, but if you brought Chain Chomp into like, like a full-on like real Zelda game. I mean, I'm I'm not saying Link's Awakening is in a real Zelda, right? But but you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying,
2: traditional and not (laughs) dreamlike.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, right.
0: Uh, Ukulele Sky makes a great point in our live audience patron chat, one I completely agree with, saying all games should have a shit. I haven't played in a month. What am I doing? Button. I can't tell you how many times I've restarted RPGs, especially. Exactly. RPGs especially. Every yes. game needs that button. I completely agree. Uh, but this isn't the only anecdote uh, that has been uncovered, or only Miyamoto anecdote that has been covered, uh, uncovered about older Zelda games. Uh, there's also another one that Nintendo Life uh, reported on, uh, also from an interview that I think, from the same interview actually, And uh, he talks about the very first Legend of Zelda game and mentions how it was almost 100% dungeons originally and that there was no overworld map. Um, And he kind of goes into a little bit of detail in this saying, in every Zelda development, the dungeons take a huge amount of time to make. I can't tell you how many times they end up having to be remade and revised while the team is on the verge of tears. Did you know in the original Legend of Zelda at the beginning of development, it was just dungeons. There was no overworld map. That's a testament to the dungeon supremacy philosophy we've always followed. However, with Ocarina of Time, for the first time, we didn't spend as much time on the dungeons. It was a very unZelda thing to do. And what I find really interesting about that last part is that he says they kind of scaled back on the focus on dungeons in Ocarina of Time, and yet it ended up having one of the most infamously complex dungeons to date in the series, in the Water Temple. So it's kind of interesting how that worked out, despite him saying they kind of scaled back on the dungeon focus a bit in ocarina, but he it's weird.
2: I'm in the interview at that section uh, itself. Mm -hmm. Um, he's he's uh the interviewer is like wait you're telling me that that these hugely complex dungeons in ocarina ocarina didn't take long to make he's like well compared to the previous Zelda games yeah it may be because we were working with from completely new ideas this time but ocarina of time are not further iterations on labyrinth ideas from a link to the past so we weren't constrained by those earlier notions and they didn't have to feel like they needed to have a linear maze that players needed to navigate Mm -hmm. and i think that's what made it a little easier for them which is really fascinating
1: They're saying kind of he he had that because of the maybe the 3D factor that he had more freedom in in creating these dungeons, so it was easier. Mm -hmm. That sounds like what Mm -hmm. he's saying there. It feels like it, yeah, yeah,
0: right. Yeah, it's it's weird to even think of Zelda One without an overworld component because that that has become so intrinsic to Zelda's DNA. Not not just in the first game, but. Throughout the series, having that overworld linking the dungeon, linking the dungeons together, (laughs) Um, obviously not counting Breath of the Wild. That's a bit of its own beast. But imagine like Zelda one part of so much of what's great about that game is exploring the world and finding the entrances to these intricate dungeons. And so to have Zelda without that component, I mean, it would have changed the whole course of the series. Yeah. Zelda two, maybe not quite as much, but it still would. A link to the past, Link's Awakening, Zelda's entire DNA would have been inextricably changed throughout all the rest of the series without No Overworld. So it's just something interesting mm-hmm. to think about.
1: I'd be super interested to see like how they would have kind of had the pacing of the game go. Is it would it just have been level based or dungeon based? Like they plop you into a dungeon. Once you beat that, right? They're like, okay, dungeon number two. Here you go. Like, is that what they were done? Because it seems I, like it seems like the only way you could really do it unless yeah. they connected the dungeons together, right? So. Also,
2: so I just I finished scanning through the uh, interview and uh, Miyamoto's a a liar. He's a dirty liar in this because <laughs> it says what is what is what was the most memorable comment you've received from the player feedback postcards? And Miyamoto just said, "I want to ride the cows." And then he goes on to say, this is my promise to you. Next game, you will be able to ride the cow. Just a quick jaunt around the pasture, though. There is no cow riding.
0: No cow riding at all. What the hell? (laughs) In Majora's Mask, yeah. Or in any other games in the series. Exactly. He never came back and did this.
1: Can you ride, like, a cow-like creature in Twilight Princess? No. No, you just heard sheep. Yeah, you just heard them, huh? Yeah. Wow,
0: I think yeah. I mean, somebody in chat can tell us if we're if we're misremembering something, but I don't believe you're, you're ever able to it. ride cows.
1: Yeah, I mean you can wow. also, you can ride like a bear, you can ride a deer in Breath of the Wild, but still no cows. Yeah, exactly. They, he is denying us cow riding. It is zero <laughs> out of
0: ten garbage series. Pre-orders canceled. Breath of the Wild two is gonna suck. I can't believe this. Somebody's yep.
1: got to bring that up in another interview.
0: Like, where are the cows? <laughs> right. Where's yeah. the cow yeah. remember riding? this old interview where you said yeah where's the cow riding yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man well this is yeah I, I always love like going back and and seeing new behind the scenes takes on mm-hmm. on well especially from like so
2: soon after the release this was like, yeah way back then um and that that makes it a little bit more interesting because it was so fresh in their mind at this point because it was a, a 99 yeah. developer interview so yeah and I'm
0: uh, definitely going to be going back and reading that whole thing. I'm really curious to just, I want to read the whole thing. It's a very interesting uh, interview. In fact, just in case uh, any of you want to read it, I'll go ahead and drop the uh, link for you here in the YouTube chat and our live audience patron chat. Seems like it's a really interesting one. So go ahead and hit that up if you'd like to read that later. Just posted it um uh, but as i said kind of a slow news day so that really is the end of our news for today that's all of our topics uh but i still think we got a good you know a good fun bit of discussion out of uh, what we had to talk about today uh but before we end off uh, Bl- uh you have another fan in the chat navid uh blade yeah. blur says omg navid is on no. yay look at this no beautiful kirby <laughs> plug very that's cool Daniel. um that But because that leads me to to wanna ask you, since you do have that awesome Kirby plush in the background, how are you feeling on your hype for Kirby and the Forgotten Land, man? Are you excited?
1: It's it's probably the hype for a Kirby game ever, maybe. Ooh. Uh, Yeah. it's I yeah, no, I think it's a direction the series needs to go. Like I the two D games are great, but I Mm. am all for this this new three D Kirby life that we're about to um, i'm experience. so excited <laughs> so yeah, no, yeah i'm very excited and it's only in a couple months right three months march, march yeah yeah march, march
0: yeah. 25th or 4th it's close the guy so yeah. just a couple pokemon of
1: to hold us over yep yeah we will we'll be playing coming that like a day and a half mm-hmm. and that one that one sounds like it's great too so excited for pokemon
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> well no same here derek and i are both unbelievably hyped for this game we oh, were yeah. both big kirby fans so kirby's my favorite nintendo character it's not even close Uh, Mm -hmm. I just, I love the little pink puff ball, and I can't wait for this game. Um, We do have one more matchup, uh, Super Chat from Sonic and Mega Man 531. Thank you so much, with $2. Saying, Rosalina from Super Mario versus Palutena from Kid Icarus, you choose. I I feel like just based on what we see, it's gotta be Palutena, but I don't wanna discount Rosalina. I feel like Rosalina is capable of doing crazy, crazy shit, but we don't really see her do as much. Whereas... Palutena, we you know we've seen a lot of what she can do. Although
2: I don't know, this is pa- really Palutena, Palutena has an army as well.
0: She does, so and Rosalina a really has Luma, which, question. yeah. Hmm. I mean, Lumas are cute, but I don't know if I'd if I'd bet on them over. I mean, I feel like Pit alone could take out. An entire <laughs> yeah, Pit is
1: devastating. So, yeah, Rosalina, <laughs> yeah.
0: She,
1: can, she can create stars though. Like entire, I feel like. Rosalina can create galaxies that's true. somehow. She I don't can, know though. the extent of her power, but Palpatine yeah. is like a, basically a god too. So I don't. <laughs> well, and and to be fair, Rosalina does reset the universe. Actual, yes.
0: actually, oh, actually as uh Roski yeah. just said, yeah, uh, Rosalina resets the universe, and that's true. So hmm. this one's one of the hardest ones I think we've had so far. I, I, I think I so
1: too. Know. I also love Palpatine. I, I know I, I love them both uprising.
0: yeah <laughs> isn't there like some sort of piece of lore that says uh rosalina has like the entire galaxy in her dress or something or has like the volume of an entire galaxy in her i dress think that's why they say like she's
1: that. so heavy <laughs> yeah yeah So like oh.
0: she's heavy class in mario kart oh, it yeah makes
1: sense now oh, I never man heard. like i feel like i've heard that but i didn't think about it in that way where like she, that's why she's the yeah. heavy character yeah
0: right wow. Um, but you know, Zap Brennan also makes a good point. Palatina's army is about as threatening as a pack of lumas save for Pit. So it really is mm. like you know, the Centurions suck, and I guess so. I feel like they cancel each other out, and it's really just Pit.
2: Pit is the defining fact, the deciding factor here. It feels like, um, yeah, which yeah, Pit's defeated
0: other gods. Mm. Um, this is really hard. I think I'm probably going to land on Palatina just barely, but it wasn't the 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 significant gap that I used that I thought it was because as I thought about how Ros- Rosalina can reset the universe she clearly has cosmic level powers we just Black don't balls. really see her use them in a combat sense as much right
2: she so. needs Mario to go help her Luma's not she doesn't do it herself so
0: yeah and and based on Smash I feel like Palutena does a lot like a lot cooler stuff in Smash than Rosalina typically does yeah especially with like the final Smash and
2: yeah, I feel I feel like Palatina might take it. It's gonna be close, but I, feel I think like,
0: so.
1: Yeah, I think so. My, I'm gonna go with my heart and say Palatina as well. I, yeah, I, I'm gonna go with Palatina. Super yeah. close, though. I feel like, like, yeah. like you could just see Rosalina making a black hole and just sucking everybody up. Like right. Also, Joanne yeah, brings yeah. up a
2: good point. Rosalina can be killed by a Goomba in 3D World. That is true
0: that is also true it's a great point yeah yeah. i'm gonna land on Palutena. i think um (laughs) while we were debating this we did get one last oh go ahead Uh, i was just gonna
1: say all but in smash Palutena can get killed by pichu you know Mm, true that's also true it's it's
0: so hard with all the different power scaling per game yeah Yeah, yeah. (laughs) um we did get one more super chat while we were debating this very important topic from trace hall with two dollars uh thank you very much saying can you talk about pokemon before you go do you mean legends are Arceus or Arceus I, I, or just Pokemon in general? I,
2: I'm guessing legends, but there's not really much to say. I, I have not read any reviews. I've heard, I've heard the, uh, like the general consensus is that it's good. Um, yeah. but you know, obviously since I plan on reviewing it myself, I'm trying to stay away from it. Um, I know GameStop's having a midnight release, so that's
0: nice. So I yeah, that's that cool. Um, As I've said before on prior episodes, uh, Arceus is the most excited I've been for a new Pokemon game in a long time because it's finally stepping out of its comfort zone. So I'm looking forward to checking it out. The reviews seem very positive. Um, I will also say uh, I will defend Generation 6 to the death. I love Pokemon (laughs) X and Y. I know a lot of hardcore fans don't, but X and Y were awesome, and I will take that to my grave. Uh, just to make it about a wider Pokemon thing for a little bit. Navi, do you have any particular thoughts on
1: uh, Arceus? I was just going to say, I also didn't read any of the reviews because I want to go in blind, as blind as I can. Mm -hmm. I just saw some of the scores, and that's gotten me excited. Uh, I feel like there's got to be something. There's definitely something in there that I don't know about that is really going to shake things up for the Pokemon Mm -hmm. form. I mean, obviously, already it's shaken up with the open world and, what they're trying to do there but Mm. it seems to me like there's going to be something else really new from what i've seen from the scores and people just saying like oh wow this is the this is the fresh take that pokemon needed like this is the right direction for pokemon to go like i'm very excited i'm I'm with you ash this was the most excited i've been for a pokemon game in a very long time as well maybe since black and white i think i was really excited for black and white uh then, my (laughs) my excitement has kind of died down a little bit. I wasn't a huge fan of sword and shield. So I'm really going to dive deep into this game and, and hopefully it's great. I, I really want to like it.
0: Yeah. That's my hope. Yeah. Cool. Well, I do believe that brings us to the end of the episode, but as uh, always, before we head out Navid, please tell our amazing audience where on the internet they can find you, man.
1: Uh, I stream occasionally on Twitch. Uh, I make a YouTube video very rarely, but once in a while, <laughs> and I'm on Twitter. Uh, everything's just my name, Naveed Mohebi, Naveed underscore Mohebi. So pretty easy to find, but yeah. Cool. Definitely awesome. Check it
0: out. Well, dude, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much again for hanging out with us again. We, we love for uh, doing this. once video.
1: again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Our pleasure. Chatting.
0: Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> well... We're gonna get, get to keep chatting in our Patreon exclusive post show right after the show ends. But uh, yeah, that does bring us to the end of episode 182. Thank you all so much for hanging out with us and doing this with us. We love it. And I do want I do want to extend a special thank you to all of our fans out there who have been giving us so much wonderful constructive criticism over the past several months. There are so many of you out there who truly want to see us succeed, and you've been giving us such great criticism. And I just I've said it before, but I want to say it again: We hear you. We're working hard behind the scenes, and I just want to say thank you to all of you in our Discord community, our subreddit, everywhere that, you know, that you all exist who really want to see us succeed, because I know there are a lot of you out there, and it really means the world to all of us, so just want to say that. Thank you very much. Uh, As always, we do have to give an extra special thank you to all of our producers or all of our patrons at the producer tier and above for helping to make this show happen, because without you, it would not be happening, so thank you, thank you, thank you a million times, but... As always, we also have to give an extra special thank you to our patrons at the executive producer tier and above. And god damn it, Google, why did you sign me out right now? <laughs> <laughs> Google! Oh, just sign me out of our producer spread. Of Hang on, guys. It did. I'm getting it <laughs> I can't believe you, Google. Of course it ah, is. Okay. Come on, come on, sign me in. Okay, here we go. So an extra, extra special thank you to all of our patrons at the executive producer tier and above for all all that you do for all of your amazing support and uh those fine wonderful amazing incredible folks are brandon bovia rob rman x fangs dan and twistle z patty hyrule hermit sky blue flames eastman 23 adam o'sullivan octopuppet richard herrera michael phone the d-pad vesmio waffle king Beer J373, I'm really sorry if I mispronounced that. Critter XD, Kitty Kong Facts, Angel Martinez, Vedron Hotik, Joshua Hunter, Benny Yao, Sapphire, Azran 127, Black King, Pagrema. Geller, Joseph Rutkin, Titus Malvolio, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Kyle, Top dog 23100. Young Ben Kenobi, Doug Shomix. Andrew Medeiros Becca Rocks the Cat Killamox Eddie B Kai Ed Kit Fisto Kenneth Lee Stingle Jessica Toad Deaneth, Sci-Fi Lullabies Michael McCaw Matthew Wong Goron Amber Straight Lace Justin Matthews Hoobie Too Much Spaghetti No Such Thing Mega Conrad Ascaron 809 Ryaner Captain Finlandia 60 Minutes and 60 Seconds, Nathan Steele, Spicy Panned Otter, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, Super Gamer Dude 101, Grantles, Ravelox, Synchro Lord, Rosa Pardo Bowling, Hasties Mom, Kane Woolly, Skull Kid Tiger, Darksteel01, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Phantom Project, Cystic Warrior 29, DJ Jurassic, Dinner Sonic, Darik. Jeff Ed, Blazestar25, Stagnasty, Mumbling Yeti, Cameron Sharp, Screamo Shaman, Mason Riley, Keel, Santi the Person, Brendan Hesse, Hustlebun, Noah Fitterer, Calvin Atkinson, Hinaru77, Brooke Obscura, Anthony Wilson Jr., and last but certainly not least, Eddie, Zacy, thank you all so much for your incredible support of GBG. We love you all. Uh, as If you want to learn more about how you can get on this list, as well as take advantage of all the other perks we offer our patrons, head on over to patreon.com slash GBGaming, where you can support us for as little as $1 a month, which gets you into our amazing, incredible Discord community, the best community on the internet bar none, and $5 gets you into our live audience tier where you can interact with us and our special guests during TNT and other cool streams live. It's a lot of fun, and it gets you into our patron-exclusive post show, which we're about to go record right now. But as a quick reminder, when we hit 75K subs right here on YouTube, we are giving away a free Switch OLED. All you got to do to win it is be subscribed, and that's it. You might win. Pretty good deal if you asked me, but that's it from us today. We will see you on Friday for the next episode of TNT. And hint, it might be a Steve tub stream we're thinking it's going to be a Steve tub stream. So get hype for that. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, it gives me great. We love you all good night and good vibes. Bye everybody. Bye.
1: Bye.